My wife constantly told me not to leave the front door of our apartment unlocked. I was constantly forgetting. After what happened last night, I will never forget again, that's for sure. I might never sleep again either. When I was growing up, my family lived in a small town where most people didn't even bother locking their doors most of the time at night. They'd pull up to the grocery store and leave their cars running outside. Or kids would leave their bikes out in front, unattended, no locks, no chains. I guess I kept up that naive faith in humanity into my adult years and redoubled it when I moved out of the city and back to a quiet town with my wife about five years ago. Recently, I left my car windows rolled down overnight and nobody stole anything from the Mazda out in front of our building's parking lot. I woke up the next morning to find the car unmolested. It was actually surprising to me, but it also made me feel a little bit justified in my belief in people's general goodness. I had my car broken into before, and knew others who had as well, but not in the neighborhood where I lived. That sort of thing didn't happen in my neck of the woods, not anymore. The place where I live now is that rare sort of small town where bad things don't usually happen. That quiet, idyllic sort of village where there's still a main street lined with shops owned by locals, no Walmarts or power centers for miles. The occasional arson, mugging, or burglary might rarely occur. Once in a blue moon, you'd hear about something bad that just happened nearby. But those awful things could happen anywhere. You just never think it will happen to you until it does. My wife was more pragmatic, though. She listened to a lot of true crime podcasts. You did it again. She yelled at me last week after I left the door unlocked for a few hours and she noticed. Someone's going to just come in here and murder us one of these days. That was our running joke. If I left the door open when she came home from work, half of the time, I unlocked it intentionally knowing she was coming home. She would come in the door and yell out jokingly, I'm going to murder you, in a playful attempt to scare me. It never worked, except maybe that one time. But she was also serious sometimes. When I left the door unlocked overnight once, she got really upset about it and told me never to do it again. Who knew what sort of maniac could have come in, she said. Turned out, she listened to a particularly horrifying true crime story on a podcast the day prior. It was a recounting of a murderer who had done just that. Entering a woman's house while they slept and doing unspeakable things to them. I apologized, feeling bad that she was actually scared of these things. I sure wasn't, but then again... I'm a six and a half foot tall galoot most people don't mess with just after taking one look at me. Whereas 
she's a five foot no inch lady. So I can understand there's a big difference. It wasn't like I was intentionally leaving it unlocked. I just kept forgetting. Maybe my hands were full coming in with groceries and I just never got around to go seeing if the door was locked after settling down. Or maybe it was just absent-minded distractibility on my part. Either way, I was admittedly not very good at locking the front door, especially when we were home. And then last night happened. I went out for a late night McDonald's run and came in with my hands full. Christy was fast asleep in the bedroom and I sneakily unwrapped my McDouble and the straw wrapper from my milkshake, indulging in a midnight snack. I forgot all about going back to lock the door after coming inside. Normally, the door downstairs at the main entrance of the building would serve as a secondary line of defense to the unknown dangers of the outside world. But somebody had been leaving it propped open lately, and they had done so again last night. A screwdriver had been wedged between the door frames and the door, keeping it from closing and allowing a cold breeze in. The late November air was chilly, but I decided to leave it, worried I would leave some poor kid who lost his keys locked outside in the cold. I went to bed a couple of hours later, at around 2 a.m. It didn't even occur to me that I had forgotten to lock the door of our apartment again as I walked to the bedroom in my bare feet, turning off the lights as I went. After a couple of hours of restless sleep, maybe around 3.30 or four. I got up to use the bathroom. The apartment was completely blackened out in the darkness and I couldn't see anything except for the very faint light of the moon outside. I still knew the apartment well enough to make it to the toilet by filling the walls and the doorways with my hands. I groped my way around the blackness of the apartment, stumbling my way through the blackness into the bathroom. The faint chirps of crickets can be heard outside and I knew it would still be a couple hours at least until sunrise. I still had time to get a bit more sleep before getting up to go to work. There was a creaking sound from the living room suddenly, as if someone had stepped on a floorboard. A shiver went down my spine as I stood there in front of the mirror in the bathroom, about to return to bed. It was probably just the neighbor, I thought to myself. The floors and the walls of the buildings were so thin that you could hear everything that happens next door and the apartments above as well. Our upstairs neighbors were always so loud it didn't seem abnormal. But still, it sounded slightly different, as if it were closer, setting me slightly on edge. Regardless, I went back to the bedroom. My heart was beating fast in my chest as I laid down in the bed. I had a bit of difficulty closing my eyes. I thought about the door outside and the door to our apartment, realizing I had perhaps left it unlocked. I thought about the squeak of the floorboards and couldn't help but wonder, what if I was right? What if the sound I had heard was... My cat suddenly jumped onto my lap from the floor, burrowing deep into my arms as if hiding from the cold or from something else.
She wasn't purring like she normally would have been, as if she was looking for affection. She seemed to be looking for something else. Protection, maybe? Then suddenly, she looked up sharply with her mirrored eyes reflecting the dim moonlight. I followed her gaze as she froze and stared at the space just ahead of us. As I lay there, I couldn't help but feel like there was a vague shape of a person there. And I thought, I thought I saw eyes vaguely hover six feet above the ground. Eyes like my cat's mirrored in, reflecting in the dim moonlight back at me. Someone, someone looking at us from the doorway to the bedroom? Or just maybe my imagination? My cat burrowed her head deeper into my armpit and I looked up again. The shape in the doorway seemed to be gone. If it had been there at all to begin with. I shook it off as ridiculous and telling myself the same old thing. We lived in a quiet apartment in a quiet town. Things like that don't happen to us, not here. What was I worried about? That was something from a movie or TV show, not something from real life. Reluctantly, after a long while of listening, Glancing distractfully at the darkness, I hesitantly closed my eyes. I drifted back into a fitful and uneasy sleep, the cat sitting tense in the crook of my arm, watchful. In my dreams, I knew I was asleep, and yet I could control nothing. There was a soft sound of footsteps approaching from the darkness, of the door squeaking on its hinges as it opened, and I felt someone's presence enter the room. They stood over the bed and just watched. As I lay in bed with my arms limp at my side, my wife was asleep next to me, and I could feel their dark presence standing over us, watching us, breathing heavily. The thing which wasn't a man, but it wasn't a shadow, something else perhaps in between. It stood over me and murmured something incomprehensible, an incantation or a prayer perhaps. It refused to leave, its face pouring into mine with its rotten breath reeking like spoiled meat. I thought it would never leave when suddenly it was moving on and expecting my wife instead, probing her with its glassy reflective eyes. I was paralyzed with fear and tried to move my arm to wake her but was unable. Everything I did felt like it was in quicksand. My movements, heavy and clumsy, weighted with impossible force holding me down. Terrified, I tried to scream but found my vocal cords were likewise frozen. 
the same as the rest of me. The shadowy creature stood, hovering over my wife for a few long moments, appraising her, then left the bedroom with an unsatisfied air. I woke up the next morning to the sound of a scream. My wife wouldn't speak to me when I asked what was wrong. She was clutching her arms tightly around herself, trembling, and just pointed to the front door with shaking hand. It was unlocked, and there was blood all over the doorknob. Not only that, but it was in our kitchen, and I noticed as well. Boot prints covered in red were running all through our apartment where he had been. Not only that, but there was a note on the coffee table. The police have it now, but I try to sum it up and its contents as best I can. Thank you for letting me into your home last night. I helped myself to the contents of your fridge. The leftover roast was excellent, rare, just the way I like it. However, you and your wife were not to my taste. I prefer blondes or redheads, brunettes in a pinch, but the two of you have such dark hair, it is so unfortunate. Did you see me there last night, looking at you from the doorway of your bedroom? I thought I caught your eyes staring, perhaps, as I watched with my night vision goggles. Sometimes. They catch the light of the moon, just so, and people see a reflection. Like a large cat is watching them from the shadows. But I'm so careful now. I don't think you saw me. If you did, you wouldn't have gone back to sleep. Did you feel me standing over you, watching you while you dreamt? Did you feel me in your dreams as I debated slicing you to pieces? I almost did, you know. But I decided against it. If not for your leftover prime rib, I might have. But I was no longer that hungry. Still, I have a craving for something else. I'll see what other doorknobs twist and turn in this building. Wish me luck. Jaguar. P.S. You both look so peaceful while you're sleeping. After reading that, I threw up immediately. There was a photo of us tucked beneath the letter. Pictures he had taken of us while we were asleep, eyes closed and snoring. I found out a few hours later that two women in our apartment building were dead. Both blondes who lived on the fourth floor together. We'd seen them in the elevator, but I didn't know their names until finding out they were dead. Two more victims of unlocked doors victims of the Jaguar. The police are out searching for him. Who knows if they'll find him though. 
I hope they do. He took a set of our house keys with him. And I can't help but wonder if maybe one day he's coming back. Ha 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 